Welcome to the Song Ranting Podcast, where I take questions from my mailing list, social media, and as well as my private clients and students, and do my best to be of service in the realm of songwriting. So, as of this recording, I am literally just getting back to the States after a quick three-day trip to Italy, where I attended my cousin's wedding. So, if I sound a little bit out of it, it is definitely because of that. But I wanted to, you know, kind of hit the ground running as soon as I got back and give you guys something that I feel will be really valuable if you're struggling with your writing. So this episode is based on the second in a series of five live streams I did on YouTube at the beginning of the year. And they're all based on the top five frustrations that musicians face when they're writing songs. So this is based off of my own personal research, just reaching out to people being like, hey, what are you the most frustrated with when you're dealing with writing songs? And this is all based on the feedback that I got. So it is a very warts and all presentation. I'm not really following a script or anything like that. If you watch the, the first in the series, you'll see that I kind of stumble, I pause, I, I definitely rant. So it's definitely appropriate <laughs> for this podcast. So anyway, in part two of the live stream series, I am ranting about how to write melodies in three different ways including using pedal point, using chord tones, and then finally using scales. So if you happen to struggle with coming up with catchy melodies, or if you feel like you can't write melodies because you don't know a ton of scales or music theory or anything like that, then this one is for you. I thought it would be cool to tackle this subject from a few different viewpoints. So if you happen to know chords and scales, then great, you'll get a lot out of this. If you don't know anything, right, and you're just starting out with playing guitar and you're just fiddling around with it, I still feel like you'll get something out of this. And while I'm at it, I wanna give you my multi-step checklist to help you write better songs if you are in that camp of, I'm just starting out and I'm not really sure how to start writing music, right? So all this is is a short PDF of simple steps that will get you some quick wins if you're struggling with writer's block or if you just feel all around uninspired. And this is, you know, something that I find myself referencing anytime that I'm doing really fast custom songs that have to meet a quick deadline and I don't want to get too, you know, caught up in my own head. It was basically a design to get you out of your own way and just kickstart the creative process and it serves as a companion to everything I'm talking about today. So if you're interested, you can grab that for free at fastermusiccreation.mykajabi.com slash songranting. If you're watching on YouTube, I will throw that in the description. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I will include that in the show notes. And just a heads up to all podcast listeners right now, most of these examples are being played on guitar. So if you're listening to this on there and you want the full effect and you want to see what's going on, head to my YouTube channel to see the examples. And um, another thing that I am just noticing after watching all the playback of everything is that seeing as this was a live stream, I was unaware that the guitar audio wasn't piping through YouTube. So a lot of it sounds unplugged. <laughs> so uh, apologies for that, but hopefully you'll be able to hear the examples audibly. And yeah, let's get into it. We're gonna start with just using approach that is known as pedal point. Now, this is for anybody who doesn't know any scales at all. In fact, I'm only gonna be doing this across two strings, right? And this is a great way to kind of just figure out what notes sound good um, and what notes don't sound good, depending on what key you're in. Even if you don't know what key you're in, right? We can just start from taking this pedal tone, which if you're not familiar with that, that term, a pedal tone essentially is this constantly repeating note that you base your melody off of. So good examples of pedal tone would be 
Master of Puppets from Metallica, right? Like so many of the main riffs. I mean, the main riff. It's all based around the root note. A better example of that too would be like uh, 46 and 2 by Tool, where it's always going back to that D note. So it's like, you know, bring the guitar in. Where's my pick? I'm going to butcher this right now, but. Yeah. That. So if you hear that open D is what's being heard throughout. So that's the pedal tone. So a great exercise, right, is to pick your pedal tone. I'm going to stick with the open D string right now. Okay. And then I'm going to choose the notes to make my melody to be on the G string. And honestly, this is my go-to whenever I, you know, haven't played guitar in a little while and I just sit down and I just want to kind of ease into things. I don't want to start with, you know, finger warm-ups or anything like that. I'll do that after the fact, but I just kind of want to, you know, like warm my, my creativity up, my brain up, because if I can do that, if I get the creative you know, juices flowing, that's going to, you know, prompt me to go further with the instrument. It's going to, you know, kind of, it's going to give me a reward <laughs> before I do the work. It's a great way to kind of structure your practice sessions too. It's like you do something fun, then you work on what you need to work on. And then you kind of cap off that practice time with doing something that you really enjoy doing, or that's really fun or creative or anything like that. So it's kind of like fun, work, fun. It's a, an approach that I share with all my students all the time. And it works. I highly recommend you try it. So anyway, let's come up with a pedal tone riff. So All right, the whole time, just droning on that root note. And you can just you know explore, just see what notes sound good, see what notes sound bad. That droning root note is gonna let you know. It's basically like just uh, you know, just a mirror. It just turns it on. What's gonna sound good? What's gonna sound bad? Like if I go. Now, if you know your key signatures and you want to keep it in a minor key. And you hit this note. Changes the tonality. It might sound like a note that rubs to your ear or, you know, depending on how well you know your key signatures and your scales and whatnot, it could just be a different flavor that goes into a completely different, um, you know, mode if you want, like if I do.
So it just went from D minor to, to my ear, D mixolydian, I think. This is a great way to just, again, like I said, explore the fretboard, just get to know how the notes react. And then, you know, there's a couple of ways you can approach it. You can just go in a very linear fashion, like I was doing. But then once you get comfortable with that, you can start mixing up the order that the notes occur in, right? Just doing a little bit of that before. Uh... So there's a couple of things you can do. What I recommend you do, and this is something I show, you know, some of my earlier students as well, is taking this approach across two strings and committing to a simple melody. Like, as you can see there, I was just going back and forth, like one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. So I was only pedaling once at a time, but you could experiment with like, you know, pedaling twice on the on the root note like if two strings are too much by the way you can just do it on one Again, whatever feels comfortable. Tap, let's see how this sounds. I have no idea if that sounds good right now because I can't hear it in my headphones. Hopefully that does. Um, but hopefully you get the idea. So pedal point's a great way to kind of kickstart this creative way of, um, writing melodies. The next thing I want to talk about though, is if you know some chords, right? And uh, let's see if we can get this up here a little bit. If you know some chords, but you're having trouble with stringing together a melody that sounds good over these chord progressions. And this is based off a question I got from somebody where they said, you know, I get a good sounding chord progression going, but I cannot for the life of me figure out how to put a melody on top of it. So my go-to is just to construct a melody using notes from the chords themselves. So let's take, um, yeah, let's take the key of C. And uh, I'm just gonna use chords C, F, A minor, and G. So we have. Okay. 
<clears throat> now, just to keep things simple, I'm going to show you how to create a simple melody just using two different notes. Um, what's cool about this is that if you look at the C major chord, and if you know a little bit of theory, you'll know that C major is made up of three notes, right? So we have C, E, and then G. So I'm going to use this C right here as the first note of my melody. So we have Okay. And for the second chord F, right? If you analyze that, you'll know that it's made up of the notes F, A, and C. So once again, I can stay on this note if I want to. So we have Right. So we we're still using just one note right now, but already it sounds interesting. And um, if we throw in the A minor, once again, we can still use that C. Because the notes that make up the A minor chord are A, C, and E. So, I want you to just hear how everything sounds when I have. And then let's add one new note finally. All right. So if we have our G major chord. It's made up of the notes G, B, and D. So. I'm going to use D because it's nearby. If we're on the B string right here, C is here, and then D is going to be here. So if we have C major and then over the F and then C over the A minor, and then finally Okay, so you have like boom, do, 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 boom, do, do, boom, do. Very simple, but the, the thing I want you to take away from this is that if you break down the chords and you see all the notes that make up each chord, you can create a melody using any of those notes and you can string them together in, in so many different combinations. And um, this is actually included in, um, in some of my free materials. So if you're interested in that, just shoot me a comment and I'll send you a link for that as well. But there's, you know, tabs and, and 
and the uh, chord charts and all that sort of stuff. So it's kind of difficult to show it right now, but <clears throat> that's the whole thing. And again, you break this down and you could just do it simply if you just go to C, right? C major chord is C, E, G, F is F, A, C, and then G is G, B, and D. So I decided to make my melody. I don't know if you can see this. Hopefully it's not backwards. It's just C, C, and D. Now, based on this, you know, grouping of notes, you can make it anything you want. You can make it E, you can make it, you know, you can do E, A, B for all three chords. What would that sound like? We did E. So there's your E. Then we have our F. And then our G. So we have E. Uh, A, and then B. And then you can even just take those three notes and put it over each chord. So you have like, and then, And depending on you know how things go, results may vary, right? Like things might sound better than others over these chords. And that's what's cool. That's what's fun about it is that you can just explore and experiment with just using different chord tones to create your melody. It's, uh, it's a great start, I think. And uh, I highly recommend that as well. Okay, so moving on, because I see I'm already at the 20 minute mark. Ah, ah, okay. <laughs> so, last thing I want to talk about is um, I mean, if you have, you know, some scales under your fingers, right? Sometimes it can get a little overwhelming because your fingers remember it as a specific box pattern, right? Where you're just, or whatever it's going to be. Anything like that. If you know your pentatonic scales, your major scales, whatever it's going to be. Uh, we, we are used to just practicing these as scales and it's basically an exercise. Um, it's just a framework to get you to be able to play music, but off, more often than not, we get stuck in this trap of, I know the scale, but I don't know how to use it type of thing. And this, what I'm about to say is a very, you know, widely discussed concept. I've heard everybody from like Ben Eller to um, Derek Sivers talk about this. Um, even people outside the music world, like uh, director uh, David Ryder, Rodriguez, no, not David Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez. Um, he talks about this, just using the freedom of limitations. And I'm huge on this. What that means is basically limit the amount of notes that you use in a scale to create melodies. Uh, the pentatonic scale by design is great for coming up with melodies because there are fewer notes than, for instance, a major scale shape, right? Seven notes in the major scale, there's only five in the pentatonic scale. So 
it already lends itself to melody greater. You don't have to start with a pentatonic scale. You can apply this to any scale that you know, but um, limiting your note choice can be a great exercise in coming up with melodies, especially if you know these notes are hard to reach. It might force you to play things a different way too and see the fretboard in a different way. So for example, if I am, let's see, if I choose four out of the five notes of the pentatonic scale, right? I'll choose the key of A just for simplicity's sake. And uh, one, two, three. Yeah. Okay. So one, two, three, four. There it is. I mean, that already sounds interesting to me, but even from there, without incorporating anything else, right, I can start to see how I can get the most out of this. So the first thing I would start to do would probably be to incorporate some, you know, basic techniques, slides, hammer-ons, bends, all that sort of stuff. So if I go, that's already starting to sound like more like a riff or a melody, like, or didn't mean to do that note. <laughs> now that sounds cool to me. What I would also do is like uh, shuffle up the order that the notes occur in. So I have, let's see, instead of starting here, let's go. So one, two, so we had before, and then, mm, that's getting there. What if I did, and then, Mm, you know, it's a little bit different. It's giving me ideas to take it somewhere else. It's not quite, quite where I want it yet. So at this point, I would start in, including octaves of these four notes, which you can do, right? Which is like, let's see. And then. Nope. There you go. So we have, and then so this is kind of like a call and response type thing where this one is kind of like, you know, not to be all Hans Zimmer, but this is kind of like the question, right? So we have kind of leaves things a little tense there, right? But then with this, this like B section riff kind of resolves it nicely. Okay. You can go down the rabbit hole and just keep exploring these things. Again, the, the main thing is that I limit, uh, I limited it to uh, just four notes 
four notes out of the five notes of the pentatonic scale. If I have an idea from at that point, then I might try to throw in an extra note. I will only adhere to these, these boundaries for so long though, because the whole point of like setting these limitations is to kickstart that creativity, right? Once you get into a creative flow and your instincts start leading you elsewhere, follow that. Don't be like, oh no, that's against the rules. It's only, you know, the only reason why I bring this up is because a lot of people don't start because they're overwhelmed by, you know, too many options. It's like trying to select a movie on Netflix. Like the, 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 the option paralysis is real. And it's like the same thing with, with, you know, trying to come up with a melody because so many note choices, right? So limit your choices in the beginning just to kind of spur that, that stream of consciousness and then allow yourself to just kind of ride that wave, you know, just use your ear, trust your instincts from there out. Cause we, it, the, the exercise has done its job at that point. All right, there you have it. So thank you so much for watching or listening if you're on Apple Podcasts. And uh, I hope you got a ton out of this. I know that was a pretty lengthy uh, episode right there. So there's a lot to kind of unpack. So if you're looking for something to help you to process all this sort of stuff in a more concise and um, like a streamlined type of way, I would suggest you grab my free checklist at the link in the description below if you're watching on YouTube or in the show notes at Apple Podcasts. Or you could just go to fastermusiccreation.mykajabi.com slash songranting. Again, it's going to take everything that I'm talking about in this episode and just condense it down into some very simple and actionable steps. So grab that, you know, play this episode back and just read along if you want. It'll, it'll help out a lot. So thanks again for watching. And if you want me to talk about something in particular on a future episode, definitely drop me a comment if you're watching on YouTube or just you know find me on social media and shoot me a message and be like, hey, I'm really struggling with this. I would love for you to talk about this, right? So let me know. Thanks again. Stop!